TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you looking at the sunset on the beautiful Greek island of Ikaria, the island where people forget to die. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful brother from another mother, the co-host of 100 Not Out, the legendary Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. Mate, you dropped a bombshell in the last episode, just mm. as we were closing off there, and uh, we should just delve into that just yeah. for a few minutes, because I think there were a lot of people going, what the, what the, what the, let me know what's going on. Um, you told everybody that we're off to Sardinia in 2020. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit more about that. So, well, yeah, we've been working behind the scenes for some time. It's always been a conversation of... Uh, we come all the way over to Europe uh, from Australia. Uh, many of our attendees are Australian. We have one American with us this year, the incredible Shelby Dill. Um, but we fly for 24, 36 hours in some people's cases. Don't go violent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get here. And so naturally, as um, the other European blue zone being Sardinia, it's always been on the agenda to make it happen. And now that we've really got our mojo with Ikaria, yeah. it is time to up it and add. We, we'll be doing Ikaria till we're 120. Uh, but uh, well that's our plan but uh, Sardinia is a must as well and so all of the logistics are organized everything is ready to go and so in August uh, mid-August of 2020 Mm. we will be going to Sardinia for 10 days um, into the longevity culture, not for a, a, a fancy five-star pool holiday where all of the Europeans go for holidays. And that's a wonderful thing, but that is not the longevity experience. We go into um, brick huts built by the shepherds mm. that are absolutely remarkable. That is our living quarters yeah. with the most beautiful Sardinian food yeah. cooked for us every day. You don't have to think about <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, we're there for six days and then we head to the coast for four days because it's actually a bit easier to get to some of the places where our activities take place. But also it's nice, you know, like there's a little break there. Mm. You know, it's good to be in the countryside and experience what it's all like in the countryside. But, you know, let's face it, if we're going to be near the Amalfi Coast. On an island. Why yeah. not be? Why not be surrounded by water and, and, if, and just be there? So yeah. we'll experience a little bit of that as well. So a bit of modern day Sardinia, a bit yeah. of olden day Sardinia. Yes. Um, but lapping up the culture. And, um, you know, some of the highlights, we had a wonderful uh, dinner conversation, which you sowed the seed of last night. I've had some great dinner conversations Have on we? this trip. Yeah. But last night you, you asked, you know, for highlights and other things and you know we've had two beach days this year we you have. know one of them in our local village uh well just the, the next village across in armenistes and another one at seychelles beach which was probably the most touristy thing we did yeah but i said last night it was probably my happiest day like it was mm-hmm. such the sense of joy getting to seychelles beach it's a hard beach to get to this is the definition of aqua or tor Turquoise. 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 It is the most, and and the backdrop of the rock, it's got nothing to do with longevity. No. But it just brought so much joy. Yeah. And I think that blend, like what you're saying about, you know, the middle of the island and the coast, that blend of coming here for longevity and also just having a day or two to just chill the F out (laughs) and just like jump in the water and, you know, play catch and racquetball or what's it called, koopy or kippy or whatever that game is that we, we played, like... Just some of those things is just been marvellous. Anyway, digressing, um, we're going to Sardinia first. Yeah. And then after Sardinia, we're going to Ikaria. Coming back to Ikaria. People will have the choice to come to one or both. 
um, and all of those details will be, by the time this is going to air, which is now, mm. uh, all those details will be over at 100notout.com. Yeah, so exciting. Um, you know, I know we've spoken about it a lot and we've we've tempted people to say that we're going to go there, but it's, uh, it really is exciting that we are going back there. And I know, as well as you do, that there are people who are already registered to come to Sardinia. So um, it's it's going to be a hot property one. I actually think that a lot of people who have been on the Icarian um, experiences already are the ones that are likely to come along to this one. Yeah. Well, that's been the the account the great accountability is our people that have been with us in Icaria going. When are we going to Sardinia? Yeah. Um, and the answer is 2020. So if this is all brand new to you, we do these 10 day longevity experiences. They're not retreats. They're not tours. Um, as we were talking at dinner last night, people have just loved being a part of the village of Nas. We are travellers. We are not tourists, yeah. and we come here and live the longevity lifestyle with the locals um, it's great when you're an extrovert like Damo and I to create relationships and that's what we've done and that's where the power of the these trips are and bringing a group of like-minded people together is special so all of that over at 100notout.com on this episode we wind up our conversation with Marika and her family there's some great deep and meaningfuls in here she talks about uh, the incredible Arcarian sense of humour particularly at difficult times um, we talk about the Panagetis which we touched on briefly a couple of episodes ago but we talk about the role of the Panagetti and how important it is for uh, the island that these festivals take place. They actually told me that they raised uh, 10,000 euro for their little village of Nas, which is just an incredible achievement. That is all funded by um, locals and people that come for the night just to eat the food and drink the wine and dance and be merry and do all of the wonderful things. That will go so far to helping uh, people in need, which you'll hear about on this episode, and that town beautification. And so um, you'll enjoy the deeper meaningfuls on this episode of 100 Not Out. Let's go back onto the patio of Marika and family. How important is the Panagetti? <laughs> First of all, we do this to help people a little bit further out from our village. Somebody who is ill or has another uh, life issue serious. To try and make our village a little bit more beautiful and easier. For example, we worked on this. We do. We do. We have a dirt road that goes up to Crystal, which is really nice. Oh, if you want to take a little walk, it's really a pretty road. Ah. Um, but we're trying to do patches of cement for the worst parts of the road. Things like you did this. the beach. Are we're wondering pardon? if this was after the Panagetti at the beach. The steps. Something's been redone at the we steps. Did, we redid the steps last year. Yeah. Was that yep. Panagetti money? Yes. Cool. And yes. something has this road been that either repaved or money? something? Yeah. Yeah. So there's town beautification. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's we're gonna be here tomorrow, I said. So you can see the Panigiri properly from beginning to end. Can we dance with Marika tomorrow? Is Marika get on the dance floor? She's gonna dance with you tomorrow. Yeah. Damien and I would love to dance with Marika tomorrow. Yeah, we're very good. Do we have permission? Do we have his permission? He's not jealous, he just yeah. I just asked him. Yes. 
I would like you to ask her about, because I'm, I'm a little bit curious. We haven't really talked about this so much with her, and I'm curious about this. Um, I, I'm curious about, we have a really strong humor here. Like, we take bad things and turn it into humor in a lot of ways. And I'm wondering what her opinion is on this and where it comes from, why we do it, does it help, things like this. Is it a dark humor uh, when bad things happen? Yes, it can be. It can be, you know. Yeah. Okay. So this is we have we do have this, or it can be maybe not dark, a little bit subtly, ironically dark. They have a very subtle humor here. It took me years to grasp it, and when I realized, a very good friend of my husband's was always teasing me, but so subtle, man. You know, and I, I wasn't sure if he was complimenting me. I wasn't sure if it was just a passing comment. And then suddenly I realized, oh, my God, he's been taking the piss out of me for years. <laughs> and I said this to him, and he says, you haven't caught half of it. <laughs> so their, their, their humor is very subtle. But I'm but curious. So a situation, because I'm finding this aspect really interesting, because the Costa Ricans, which are also another blue zone, one of the oh. things when I was speaking with them, yeah. I have to talk to you. They said they turned. They said <clears throat> when bad things happen, no. we make a joke. Yeah, we don't let it get to us. We make a joke out of it. So I'm finding this fascinating. We're in another blue zone, and it's the same. But don't you think? Yeah, the same type of humor. But I would say in the let's just say where we all live, except for Costa Rica, maybe. Um, we make we become victims, and then we make that story bigger and bigger and bigger as the years go on. The stories get worse, and you would never joke about these things because that would just be wrong. Yeah. So the PC thing's gone too far. Despina, could you ask the question in Greek to Marika? Yeah. Yeah. So just asking, how do you deal with how do you deal with difficult situations and humour? Do you do you make light of so what she's depending on how severe it is she's saying if it's painful and it's it's grief they they feel it and they they cry or whatever um if it's that severe so when bad things happen she's saying everyone comes from everywhere the community sort of comes in and helps, supports them and helps them cope with that. So it's a bit different to the do community. They it, do they make it fun? Do they laugh about it sometimes? Or? I reckon you're going to be better at Okay, so when your mum died, when your, when your mum died, I'll give it to Fia. is that grief, or a bit of is that a serious grief or are there still people that are trying to turn such a, a, a challenging time into some form of humour to lighten the mood and lighten the room and... Okay, so first of all, for us, okay, then you have to be a testimata. It's a libimeno, trino, class, or So, first of all, emotions for us are not shameful. 
And they're not embarrassing. It's not embarrassing for my husband cried like a baby at his cousin's funeral. I mean, all the men were, were, were sobbing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this. And no one gives them a second thought or a second look. It's considered emotions are normal. How you respond to your emotions is fine. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not embarrassing. Um, nothing, whether it's a man or a woman. We will make jokes about, do you remember when this person did this? And it'll be a laughing, crying kind of a thing. So at weddings, she says, at weddings we laugh a lot, but we also cry. And at funerals, we might cry so much that we will have to laugh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so there's a ritual around death and dying here for us, but I love how they do it because it takes you, it's a full year of ritual. And it takes you through all the stages to my way of thinking. Um, what I see in the States, I don't like when people die. Um, but after the funeral, at the, after the church service and the funeral, and you finish at the cemetery, then usually everyone will gather at the coffee shop, if there's one coffee shop, if there's more, and the family picks up the tab for everybody. And then the immediate family, the close, close family and close friends will go to the person's house And generally speaking, it's a fish dinner, like a fish soup dinner. And there's somebody with them, you know, so they're continuing at the house afterwards. For 40 days, the men don't shave here. It's a sign of mourning. And then the ceremonies begin... Έχουμε το 9 μέρα, το 40, τα 40, το τρίμηνο, εξάμηνο, 9 μήνο και μετά το χρόνο. Και από εκεί αν θέλουν κάθε χρόνο, κάνουμε. So it begins with nine days after death. There's a service at the after church. The priest will do a service for the person who died. And you make what we call κόλυβα. It's like a, like a, it's a wheat. It's a wheat. Uh, it's a symbol of life, wheat, yes? And then you have, so you have the nine days, then you have the 40 days, then you have three months, six months, nine months, and then one year. And after that, it's up to you. You can have it every year. But to me, it's very beautiful because it takes you through the whole thing. And what's really cool is here. So what I did, my mom's, for example, my mother lived in the States. Everybody, they knew her here because she had spent so many years here. But... Her family was in the States. But all of my friends and so many of my relatives came that even if they didn't know my mom, they came for me. So a friend of mine, her father died. I wasn't here at the funeral. I was there for her 40, for her father's 40 days, you know. So it's always a thing about um, community support, emotional support, talking about the person. And it goes on. And like this, a friend of mine, her father passed away in the States. And I asked her several months later, how are you dealing? How are you feeling? All this. This is on email. And she said to me, okay, her father was 90. It doesn't make a difference. It's still your father's man. How old your parents are when you lose them? And how old you are when you lose a parent, right? That's how I see it. 
Um, and she said, thank you. After the ceremony, and after I did a memorial for him, she had done a little memorial, like a life ceremony for him. Nobody mentioned him in her in her circle again, her friends and such. And she says, thank you for mentioning him. You know, I was like, what? You know. It's like, you're dead, you're buried, you're gone. I don't know if this is how you see it in this in in your part of the world. Well, I think when we came here for the first time, well, that was one of the biggest things. I was like, I want to celebrate people's lives long after they're gone, not just go to the funeral and it's finished and you go to work the next day. Because I think the, the grieving process, I haven't had many people close to me in my life die, but I think the grieving process is not something that's ticked off after the funeral. That's really when you want the support but what I always scratch my head at is your calendar must be so full <laughs> of going to all of these you know so my mother used to get really upset with us because I, I don't know you're the same in Australia you go to church on Sunday the kids go to Sunday school right yeah the Greek kids yeah of course yeah, but it's part of the community also yes but my mother used to say you barbarians γιατί θα έχει κάποιο αυτό, κάποιο αυτό. So we actually go to church a lot because we're going to go for someone's 30 days, someone's 40 days, someone's six months, what have you. Three months, I'm sorry. Uh, a funeral, any, there's going to be something. So I would say to my mom, if we go to a festival, we don't have a church here in Nas, by the way, we're pagan. Um, but generally speaking, most villages have churches. And like if we go to Panagiri, we always go in the church first, light our candles, say a little prayer, and then we go to the party, right? So my mother, I would say, yeah, but I probably go to church just as much as you do in the long run. But So what did your mom call you, barbarians? My mother was very strict in this sense, but she loved, she loved the church. She really loved the church. And she just felt that you should go every Sunday, at least once a week, say your prayers. Your yeah. kids need to be brought up in the faith. Like this. this might not be an appropriate question, so tell me if it isn't. But I remember at the Panagetti last year, the priests were walking out and you were talking about that in the festivals and the Panagetti's, you're not raising money for the church, which I grew up in a Catholic environment. All of the money is essentially for the church, whereas, in again, I may be misquoting you, but you were saying, look, for us, we don't, it's not that we don't honour the priests, but it's not about putting money in their coffers. We have people that are ill, we have roads that need no, fixing, so yeah. can we yeah. talk about that? Mm. The church doesn't have anything to do with what's... It's the feast day. It's the feast day of that particular saint that the church is named after. So if you're going to St. Peter Church and St. Peter's name, that's when you're going to have his festival, his Panayidi. But the church doesn't get any proceeds from the Panayidi. Okay. <coughs> no, we don't <coughs> have this. And we don't have a church here in Nas. We're barbarians. <coughs> we're pagans. <coughs> we're the saints here. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Artemis down here. She's pretty yeah. powerful. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that your claim to fame? The, 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 the Artemis, the Artemis the, Temple and yeah. also the, um, our valley and our river that goes to the sea, which is pretty unusual. Yeah, it is unusual. Yeah. I'm, I'm, whenever I see that valley and I go up that way, I find crabs. And when I come down here, I find frogs. And to me, it should be the other way around. Why, why don't we have frogs up that end where 
But and and why don't we have crabs near the seas? It's just really strange. The freshwater crabs and saltwater frogs. Uh, I don't know why, but what I can tell you is we do have fish that can live in saltwater and freshwater. In the wintertime, very, very often, there is no beach. The, the river and the sea have become one. And my husband always says this has a lot to do with the way the ecosystem, ecology of the area is. Because he's mentioned that also. And he's always believed it's because for some months of the year, the sea and the river are one. Yeah, there's several kinds of fish and things that live in the sweet and salty water that we have Is this a family home? Um, no, her family home that she was born in. You no, mean? where she raised the children and. No, though it is potatoes to Ogonda. Imunego, Kefia Stadikaxi, Kanaliga Fonia. Yes, Andrestica, Kefia Medo, Ton October, Ton Ogonda, Vio, Ethan, Cheskedon, Fevra Meligo to Himono. Okay. What is it? Demo has a very important question. Okay. So they came here, they came, they were back in Shoki. So she left Ikaria when she was 16, uh, raised her family, was coming back and forth, but came back permanently in 82. They built this house. Her family home is up in the up in Vairajes. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because I care and women bring their husbands here. It's very solemn that the man takes the women to the village where she's from, where he's from. Ah, na po si tiri storya pupire enas puduleve apano sto fragma pupandrefti ke mia enas puduleve sto fragma ke metapingo sto horio ke xafni katiza sto kafanio da boys na pas. I'm going to tell you a story. This is true. So there was a, this is like 20 years ago now. Yeah. 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 Wasn't it about 20 years? I'd say around 20, 25 years. Um, yeah. Cause I was married. Wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to think because it's not so far. It's not like an old fashioned story. It's a today's story. And they were doing the dam up in the mountains and they brought people from other parts of Greece. Okay. Island people are known for being a little bit different than mainland people, especially when you go up higher in the mainland. Ikaria is different altogether. Okay. So they, these people came. They were working. One of the workers fell in love with an Ontario girl. They stayed here. They got married. They stayed here as long as his work was. Then they went back to where he's from. Now, he's from a different part of Greece. Suddenly, she's ready to go out. He says, where are you going? She was going to the coffee shop. No, you can't go. What do you mean you can't go? Well, they don't go. Well, they don't go. <laughs> and she says, you knew me when you married me. I'm going to the coffee shop. So she caused a huge thing, but it was a good thing, you know. She goes, this is what you married. This is what I am. Do not tell me what I can and cannot do. Let's go. Let's go. 
πηγαίνουμε καφενεία, πηγαίνουμε παντού. Δεν έχουμε. Yeah, for women it's not a big deal to go to the coffee shop to go out with their friends. I mean, this is just natural for us. Είμαστε ελεύθεροι σε αυτά. Yeah, but we've always had this kind of a freedom. And women have always been in charge. It might have to do from going way, way back in time when the men were gone a lot, either on the sea or other parts of the world or what have you. It might be because we were a matriarchal society anyway. I honestly don't know this answer to this. I'll research it, though. But we are, we have strong women in the island. Strong. 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 But you know what? It's not about it's not about being matriarchal or women having the upper hand. I think that's about equality. Um, but when it comes to my husband, summed it up one time. Someone asked him, he goes, "Well, we respect women. You know, we have a respect for, but they have a very strong respect for strong women. You know, who have a mind. But when it comes to making a decision, the wife is always asked. I, okay, you've got men who are jerks who are really chauvinistic anyway. It's just their character. But I'm talking generally speaking. Um, If somebody asked Elia something which would have been a major decision to make, and he says, let me ask Thea, and we'll get back to you. And you have to ask your wife, the guy wasn't from Ikaria. And Elia just looked up, well, of course, why wouldn't I? You're like, duh. You know what I mean? Um, but we have this here. And a lot of people from other parts of Greece are like, what? Oh, Marika, Jakobus, Ikaria, the family. What a conversation with such a wise woman. Well, how about that, hey? I, I love that we were able to stay there for, it was almost 90 minutes, wasn't it? We just chatted with her for a long time. Uh, she gave graciously of all the information. A little bit cheeky too, wasn't she? Getting herself, you know, in the right mood. I don't know what she meant by that. <laughs> I wonder if Cheeky ever asked to think that. Well, I don't know. To say that. But I think she was a little bit cheeky. But yeah. we uh, we had a really nice time. It was really lovely just to, you know, share some wisdom, um, get some pearls. And, uh, and everyone who's listening to this will benefit from that information just by picturing what it's like to chat with the 88-year-old lady on her mm. patio um, about what's happening in her world, what's happened in her life, and, you know, where, where, um, where her wisdom passes on through the generations. We, uh, well, I'm going to date stamp this, but today we farewelled Marika and her family by giving her a gift, an Indigenous Australian tablecloth uh, designed in Australia. And, um, and one of our attendees, Shelby, was saying it was almost uncomfortable how much love and gratitude uh, Marika and her family had, that it was just they were pouring on the love and they were so grateful for that love. Um, but that's what we spoke about three episodes ago with Marika, that they have a genuine care and love for people that really does, to be frank, it sets Ikaria apart from many places on the planet. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. It was kind of, um, it, it felt like it was over the top, but obviously when they do their grief in their mourning and when they do their celebration and their happiness and their gratitude and appreciation, um, you really know what they're talking about, don't you? Like there's not, you're not, you're not holding back. It's like, it's not a, Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's like, thank you it's not so a PC much. Thank you. Yeah. It's like a genuine, emotional, heartfelt. Thank you. Yeah. And as Shelby was saying, that's confronting for a lot of people. Yeah. They're not used to that 
level of emotion. So where do I go when when that happens? Yeah, more cuddles, more yeah, cuddles. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we really hope you've enjoyed this three part series with Marika. If this is the first time you're listening, go back a couple of episodes and and start at the beginning. So many topics on life wisdom were included. We would love to have you at one of our 2020 longevity experiences. You may choose the Italian longevity experience in Sardinia or the Greek island longevity experience here in Ikaria. All the details of those 10-day experiences are over at 100notout.com. Damo, I'm sad to be farewelling you from this beautiful Greek island. I'm looking forward to seeing Sarah and the kids, but really, if I could just fly them over here, yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat. Just, you just live here. We have looked at land. Let's be honest. Yeah, we have looked at let's, land. <laughs> let's be honest. We've looked at land. We thought maybe we could buy that land. Yes. Save up our pesos from yeah. Australia and bring it over here for euros. But we, um, you know, we're holding. We're we're holding onto the dream. Yeah, onto the dream. I'm with you, mate. I've had a great time. It's been really wonderful. I'm busting to see Jackson and Amber. I can't wait. Um, but at the same time, I'm a little brokenhearted to be leaving Ikaria. It's been mm. a very special trip. I'm looking forward to next year's trip. It's going to be, you know, yet again, uh, another opportunity to explore what life really is about. Mm. Um, and to have an experience, you know, we spoke last night, just as we wrap up, we spoke last night talking about what is this experience? What is it? What is this Icarian Mediterranean longevity experience retreat thing that we run? (laughs) And everybody agreed that it's not a tour. It's not a retreat. It's an experience and it's touched everybody's hearts. It's touched everybody's life. Everyone who's come has said that this is something that they'll remember forever. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that. We have to shout out to our Ikari and Aphrodite's 2019, yeah. to Despina and Annie, yes. to Cynthia yes. and Roz yes. and Shelby yes. and to Kerry yes. and to Lynn. Yes. How many for numbers? I think that's – is that everybody? No. Um, I think so. I've just been banging out names. Who have we forgotten? Don't know. If I've said nine, I'm done. If I've said nine, I'm in. Let me have another let's, go let's whilst we're on this. To Cynthia. Yes. To Roz. Roz Lynn. To Lynn. Kerry. Kerry. Despina. Despina. Annie. Annie. Um, Natice. Natice. That's who we forgot be, I'm up to seven. What was Natice that we forgot before? Shelby. Shelby. Cynthia. I think we're going around and around in circles. Annie, Roz, yes. Kerry. <laughs> Thank you we've so had, much. We've had nine time. wonderful women yeah. join us on this experience. Yeah. Jeez, it's been a lot of fun. It's been great. I don't want to stop recording, but we're going to have to go. It's dinner time, our final dinner here on the Greek island of Ikaria. Uh, yamas to you, our loyal listeners. We look forward to another episode of 100 Not Out. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Kalinita. Kalinita. <laughs> this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.